Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Dan Dimite. I'll be your host today, and I'm joined here in studio with my good friends, Brad Pierron yes, sir. and Aaron Richards. What's up, guys? Hey, are you ready for another great episode today? I'm pumped. I'm very ready. It's going to be a party. Okay, friends, if you're joining us for the first time ever, this is the show where mission just makes sense. We mm -hmm. want to throw out a question that maybe you get in mission or maybe you yourself has. We'll each give our two cents on the answer to that question, and then we'll just wrap up the show talking about mission momentum, how you can take uh, momentum into the week to live a life on mission. If you're joining us uh, again for the first time, this show is also a missionary show, which means uh, at Damascus, we have a flagship program called Catholic Youth Summer Camp. And if you subscribe to Beyond Damascus, we have a donor who will give us $10 for every new subscription this season, which is pretty amazing because uh, if we get a bunch of new subscriptions, we can actually send a lot of different kids to camp on camp scholarships so that young people can encounter the love of Jesus. So please like, subscribe, share, do whatever you're supposed to do with podcasts. Um, guys, are are you ready for today's question? We are excited. Our beautiful producer, Jack Parker. Did you use, the, did you use the adjective beautiful? beautiful? Who, before our episode, was comparing okay. Aaron, Brad, and I this to different uh, me. shapes. Which shape Aaron was a rectangle. I was a cube. I was a wide block. <laughs> a A rhombus. Okay, yeah. could you please, Jack... Give us our question of the mm, day. Mm, um, mm. First of all, way to just sell me out, Dan. Hey, but, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> why, the question of today is, why do we need to have a daily prayer life when we have the Mass and the Sacraments? All right, so why do we need a daily prayer life when we have the Mass and the Sacraments? Are those Ooh, not good I, enough? I, Who wants to throw in their two cents first and let us know? I do. I'm jazzed today. Two cents in the jar. Okay, let me get my thoughts together. I think... Where I want to start with this is, like, um, life is about relationship, and our lives are most immediately related to the things we do every day. And so a lot of times in life, we can look to, like, flashy moments. So, like, this year is going to be defined by this vacation I take, or this year is going to be defined by this uh, retreat I go on. But really, the the year will be defined by the things you do every day. And if, if that's how we define a life, then the Lord wants to be actively a part of our life. And the best way, easiest way in all seasons to invite him into our life every day is through daily prayer. And it's funny because when we think about relationship with the Lord, we can, we can treat that exactly like we do our normal lives. We can think about the flashy moments, the moment that he broke through in my life in a new way, or maybe the moment that he came in a new, way whenever someone preached a specific word at a conference that I was at. But oftentimes when we look back at the end of our lives, at our journey with the Lord, it'll be that everyday encounter with him that really defines what our relationship with him was like. In scripture, we read the quote, um, from Jesus when he is being tempted in the desert and the evil one tempts him to turn the stone into bread. And he says that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. And, you know, I, I don't want to speak like absolutely theologically here, but when you think about yeah. the, the bread alone, like the mass is amazing. Like the bread of life is there. The source and summit of our faith, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus is offered to us. And at the same time, it's not just by that bread that we live, but by the word that is 
not only now alive in us through that bread, but that wants to speak to us every day. And relationship comes from hearing that voice every day. That would be my two cents. Those are some good two cents. Thank yeah. you, Brad. Yeah. How about that? Uh, what do you think about that, Aaron? Uh, I love that. And I love the, uh, usually you think of the, the bread, the, the scripture is often, des- is often described as the bread, right? Mm-hmm. That this is our daily bread. And I love that distinction between, between our daily bread and the word that flows forth from the mouth of God, because mm-hmm. certainly they're the same, mm-hmm. but, but we, you know, I can't just have a prayer life by possessing this thing. And for many of us, I think we, we don't have a prayer life, even though we hear this word spoken to us, or it's, it's not sufficient, right? But I have to actually engage and allow the Lord to speak through his word and not just, not just by his word already received. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a band when I was in high school that I liked to oh, listen to. Let's get Ever, um, it, Never Gray. It, they were named uh, Everyday Sunday. Woo! And, yeah. Everyday Sunday. I, I thought it was a cool name for it. Was a Christian band. I was like, I want my ever and like high school. Dan was like, I want my every day to be Sunday. Like I don't want to just hang out with Jesus on Sunday at Mass. I want every day to be Sunday, the Lord's Day. That this is the Lord's Day today, and. Um, and I think that's what you're saying. Like, if, if we're just saying, oh, my life is, I'm, I'm living life in Christ. I'm not living life in Christ if my life isn't in Christ. And so, like, my, I, I can't just live Sunday in Christ. I want to live every day Sunday in Christ. And so, I think, I think that's sweet that it's, it, Sunday's not enough. It's just, it's not the Christian life. We, we weren't made for, like, Sunday is meant to be the day where we go deeper and more with the Lord, uh, through rest, but it's not the end game. Yeah. And think about the analogy too. Like I was mentioning, we can often define our year by the vacation we went on instead of what we did every day. Like the the amount of hours that we spend at the kitchen table, if we're having family dinner every night is substantially more than that vacation. But what it does is it allows that vacation to be even better right? Because what happens is you're bringing the connection that you're getting at that table to the vacation with your family. And that same thing happens when we partake in daily prayer, that the relationship I am building with Jesus is now brought to the mass. So when I receive Jesus, I see him more completely. And it, and then it again, brings me back to daily prayer where I encounter him again and then receive him again to be more complete. And that's the way that we're supposed to live life. I got two cents. Oh, and the flip. (laughs) Uh, Well, Slow motion, like uh, at some point. I've been I've been practicing. Yeah, I've been practicing before the show today. I came up early. As the wide block that I am, according to Jack, I'm just gonna. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Two cents. Uh, have Have you ever been in a situation where you went, you were you were snuggled into bed, and you realized that you hadn't yet brushed your teeth? Uh, I've been there. This it's is the worst moment ever. I proceed it's happened to, fall to me once or twice, sometimes. and I do not fall asleep. It's, I uh, that. Yeah. Teaching a child how to how to learn how to brush their teeth is is different than my experience as an adult, right? I've got five kiddos, and four of them currently brush their teeth, but the only when I force them to. Okay, it, this is a habit that you learn, and if left to our own devices, my two senses, uh, human beings by nature are not very good at prevention. <laughs> right, that, that we don't we 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 often don't see things coming down the pike, but we we respond and uh, we can adjust and and make new plans. But like brushing our teeth, making our bed, filling your car up with fuel, like these are things that we have to uh, train ourselves in disciplines. We have to train ourselves in so we can live a healthy life. And I would suggest that 
yes, the mass and the sacraments, these are, these are good um, foundation stones that we need to have uh, in our life living as Catholics. But if we're not establishing a, a, a discipline and a routine that builds a lifestyle of a healthy spiritual life in us, uh, we're not going to know how to love well. So I, I, yeah, I think prayer, prayer life is critical, um, not because God needs it, but because I need it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. Yeah. I'm taking some business classes right now. So when you were speaking that one of the first things that came to mind is one of the biggest businesses, one of the like, I don't know, most demanded things in the world is insurance. Yeah. <laughs> like insurance is because we'd rather usher later that when it breaks down, we still have something then prevent it from happening in the first place. Oh, yeah. And I think that like, um, prayer is actually exactly what you were saying. It's, it's the best way to ensure that later in life, I don't need to yeah. like somehow earn it all in the case of one year, because over time I've steadily built a relationship that I'm now leaning on in the, the latter moments and, of my life. And just in lived experience too. I mean, there's, there's so many times when I've been in an unhealthy rhythm in my life where I think that like things are spiraling out of control or I, I don't have focus and discipline and creativity in my day or peace in my day. And then I realize like when I have a solid routine of of prayer that I begin my day with an with an investment of of peace mm-hmm. and of of creativity and of life and of rooting myself in the word like those are the best days mm-hmm. and uh if if you're if you're missing that maybe there's an opportunity for your two cents reminds me of um a friend uh his name is John. I can't remember what happened to his son. Something horrible, a car accident, a motorcycle accident. He ended up in critical condition and um it was it was just really bad. His whole body was basically mangled and destroyed. And I remember reaching out to him and said, "John, like like dude, how are you doing?" And he said, um he said, "I've I've had a daily prayer life for I think he said like 30 plus years and I never really needed it. Like it wasn't like I needed that grace that, and he's like, but the, the 30 years of prayer, I'm feeling all of that consolation right now that it was as if it was, it was prevention. Like the, there wasn't a daily crisis that was putting him on his knees to cry out to God, but because he went on his knees every day to cry out to God, when the storm came, all the grace was there. He was ready for it. And, uh, or, you know, like um, we have a friend, Aaron and I have a friend uh, that he says, when you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice, right? And so like that daily prayer, it's prevention that when you get squeezed, what do you want to come out of you? I don't, I don't want nastiness to come out of me when I get squeezed. I want prayer to be something that has created the disposition in me that when I get squeezed, I'm uh, good things come out. The mm-hmm. fruits of the Holy Spirit come out. Yeah, I can't remember the saint who said this, but uh, they said that, if you're, if you're finding yourself in a sin pattern in your life, pray the rosary every day. And over time, what'll happen is you'll either stop praying the rosary or you'll stop sinning. Yeah. And like, uh, and it, I think that the same underneath that is exactly what you're saying, Dan, that over time, like I'm, I'm combating the things that come against me in my day by starting my day in a, in a peaceful and surrendered state to the Lord, because I know that whatever comes in my day won't be a surprise to the Lord, even if it's a surprise to me. And so when I take what he's doing in my heart with me as I go, again, we, we don't have to, uh, we don't have to cure as many things on the back end, like Aaron's saying. Nice. So 
Brad's two cents. Your life is not just the big moments like baptism, confirmation, right. uh, first reconciliation. Your your life is the every moment, right? Aaron, uh, prayer is a great preventative methodology <laughs> to make sure it's not just a recipe. <laughs> but Aaron yeah. makes his children brush his teeth. That's what we've not learned today. Brush his teeth. My two cents. So I hope um, that's not true. <laughs> why do we need? A Did you realize pray? you said that? Wait, what's that? You said I make my children brush Brad my teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> we listen to each other really well on Beyond Damascus. That's disgusting. Oh, Come, children, just reading between the lines, Aaron. Open. Okay, it's not. That'll be the uh, that'll be the the title image of this show. Yeah, yeah. Aaron <laughs> makes his children brush his teeth. Yeah. All right. So why do we need to pray every day, um, or why do we have to have a daily prayer life when we already have the mass and the sacraments? Is the question. I, you know, I. This assumes that we're supposed to have a daily prayer life. And I think that is possible that some people listening to this haven't heard the beauty of having a, a regular daily prayer life. And so there is something I think that's beautiful that has come from Vatican II when uh, the universal call to holiness was this eruption of um, different lay associates having a, a more structured prayer life in their everyday life as Catholics, spending time with the Word, spending time uh, with the daily readings, really diving into a, a time with God. And I think the beauty of a daily prayer life in my mind is that um, I want I want an ongoing relationship with Jesus, right? Paul says, uh, pray without ceasing. And my wife always says, you can't pray at, at, at all times if you don't pray at specific times. And so it's impossible to pray without ceasing if I don't have a, a habitual time where I pray every day, where I, I set time aside to be with the Lord. And the beauty is this is, God's desire for us is not visitation, right? He doesn't just want to come to visit us on Sundays at mass or come to visit us at, at, at moments. God's desire for relationship with us is inhabitation. It's not visitation, it's inhabitation. The Holy Spirit dwells within, uh, that the, the mystics have taught us that the, the spiritual journey is discovering the God, not outside of us, but the God who lives inside of us, the God within. And um, the so why have a daily prayer life? I think it's because you discover just how close Jesus is, that you discover that um, the relationship with Jesus is unlike any other relationship you could ever have. Like right now I'm at work and because I'm at work, I'm not with my wife. And I love my wife. I have a good relationship with my wife, but I can only be with my wife in certain moments. Right now, I'm in relationship with Jesus. He's with me, right? That when I'm driving by myself somewhere, I'm by myself in the car uh, and I'm not with you guys, but I'm with Jesus. So there's something so profound about relationship with God that wherever I am, God dwells within. And when you discover that you have a living relationship with God at every moment, it changes everything, right? That there's an internal dialogue that we have, not by myself, but with another. And that internal dialogue, learning how to have that internal dialogue, how to speak to him and how to hear him speak to me, it literally changes everything because now I'm never alone. I'm never alone. I'm always in eternal internal dialogue with the one who loves me. That's what Jesus means when he says, abide in me and I will abide in you. Rest with me, right? Remain in me. And there's, uh, there's moments I've been going through, a, a, some, a season of hardship and in some of the, those moments of hardship, 
I can't even put words to what I'm feeling. So like, if I want to talk with you about it, Aaron, or I want to talk to my wife about it, I actually don't even have words to talk to someone about it. But when I go to prayer, I kind of go like this, and God just knows what my huff means. Like he gets it. He There's understanding in that intimacy and he can just back. And you can't have that relationship with any other human at every single moment. So mass is beautiful. The sacraments are beautiful. They're the ordinary means of grace, but grace is also found in the moment. And those grace-filled moments are found through a regular, sustaining, abiding intimacy with God that's discovered through prayer. Yeah. That's beautiful, Dan. Yeah. I love that. I, I was, when you were speaking, I was brought to Acts 2. And as you were speaking, I was just reading through what the early church did. And it emphasizes every day, right? It emphasizes every day. And it says that they met in the temple area. And what were they doing there? They were praying. And what else did they do? They broke bread, right? So it's showing us very clearly at the beginning, this, this communal pursuit of God in the sacraments, but also all of them taking individual time to pray in the temple area with God were essential to continuing to push forward in the faith and to, and to really live the lives they were going to be called to. Cause like you said, like the apostles of all of us, imagine how isolated, lonely, misunderstood they were in the world of that day, you know, and they found solace in every day, that meeting with the Lord that then accompanied them when they went to Asia and when they went to the ends of the earth. And even though they didn't have anyone next to them, they had him. And that, that can drive us through the best seasons of life in celebration and drive us through the hardest seasons of life. Mm. Dan, you were circling around, uh, John chapter 15. And I would just invite, that's a great place. If you're, if you're looking for more information on kind of that concept of abiding in the Lord, and there's a one of the one of the highlight phrases there is John 15:5 I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing and just to remind ourselves of that that apart from the lord we we can do nothing but that's not it's not a, a curse or a threat it's because god desires that our lives bear fruit well, and the fruit that he desires is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not like that you you accomplish a lot of good things for him. It's that he wants peace, love, joy, gentleness, kindness, generosity, patience, faithfulness, and self-control just to, to pour out of us in those times of need and in our everyday lives. And so the everyday life, fruit of the Holy Spirit pour out. And the prevention, so the, in the times of need, fruit of the Holy Spirit pour out. And that is discovered in prayer. Well, Andy wants you to know what's on his mind. Like I was thinking about John 15 when you were reading that, Aaron, where it says that no one, no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. And then he says that line, I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. Like we, we can sometimes get caught up in this like Sunday obligation where I have to go on Sunday because God's counting on me being there, but that's, that's this mentality of a slave where I have to, instead of this opportunity where I get to. And that happens through that daily prayer life. Like he lets me know what he's doing. He shows me what he's doing in my life. He shows me what he's doing in my family's life. He shows me what he's doing in the church's life. Like the master wants to let us know what he's doing. He doesn't want us to simply feel like we have to do something for him. He wants us to see that every step that he's asking us to take is unto something. And he wants to bring that goodness to us in daily prayer. He says, I no longer call you slave, but 
a friend. Friend. And yeah. I, I, I used to think that was so stupid. I, I was like, ah, like, friend? Like, no, Jesus, you're Lord. You're King of Kings, <laughs> Lord of Lords. Like, what? I don't, friend? friend. Like, and I think as I was looking at, like, from a middle school, like, friend reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, recently that's been so consoling to me just of, like, no, like this deep friendship with him where he is, he's ever abiding and like mm-hmm. ever understanding and ever, ever with like, there's, there's something so beautiful about that. And if you're, if you're hungry for friendship, if you're hungry for unity, intimacy, like whatever you're looking for, like you have a friend in Jesus. <laughs> no, but it's true. And Aaron, I know you love C.S. Lewis as much as me because you named your son after a C.S. Lewis yeah. character, but um, C.S. like, I think what Gandalf? Yeah, first, you, first, first name basis. Wait, that's not CS. Lewis. You are <laughs> you're dig, digging a ditch. Like, Gandalf. That's I was not like, wait, CS yeah, Lewis. yeah, sorry, I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's son Gandalf. No, yeah. uh, but um, <laughs> oh gosh, Dan's hanging under a stupid rock. In, in the Four Loves, he he um clearly lays out how profound filio love is, friendship love, because he says it's the one that chooses the other without, without ulterior motive, without like, it's just, it's a free exchange. It actually brings us closest to agape because it's this choosing. It's, it's not prompted by some internal drive of romanticism or even from like uh, a paternal or maternal instinct. It's driven by an exchange. And like Jesus chose us, like it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. Yeah. And because he chose us, then when we choose him, something comes together and that relationship is brought into mission. Amen. I'm shifting gears right now. Uh Boom. We've moved. We're now moving into the part of our show called mission momentum, where we Mm -hmm. talk about how do we take this concept of a daily prayer and allow this to be a missional component of our everyday life. Who wants to go first? Let me jump in. All right. Thank you, Aaron. So one of the reasons that we fall out of love with daily prayer uh, is, is because we change, Right. Um, I mentioned I've got a couple kids at home and establishing a routine of daily prayer for them means I have to stay flexible because the uh, developmental mindset of a five-year-old changes every two months, right? Changes every two weeks, two days. And I need to always be ready to respond and ready to ready to uh, shift things around to build a good establishment of prayer, but also to meet her in the moment. And uh, the same is true of me right? That what works on one day to keep me connected may not work on another day. There's something to be said for good, solid routine and discipline, but I like to take an assessment every two weeks to ask myself, is what I'm committed to in daily prayer bearing the fruit that I want it to bear in my life and that the Lord has for me in those moments? And if not, I need to dedicate some prayer time to think about praying, right? To actually ask, Lord, how is it that you want to speak? And is that different from what it was yesterday? That's so good. Yep. I just did that this morning. I was like, oh shoot, this is not working anymore. And you adjust what I'm doing because I'm not actually entering in as much as I should be. Mm-hmm. What's your mission momentum for the week? Uh, very specifically, it's uh, include intercession in your daily prayer. Because I, I think that oftentimes when we think mission, we can think those guys like Dan, Aaron, and Brad that have the chance to speak on retreats or speak on the podcast, they're doing mission, right? They're evangelizing people. And evangelizing matters. Like when you go through your week, look at opportunities where you can bring Jesus's name and his goodness into moments. But also a huge part of the mission of the church is intercession. Yeah. That prayer is not a passive activity. It's an active activity. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's something that we engage in that actually 
actually shifts things. And so if you're in a state where daily prayer is hard to choose because you feel like it's selfish because there's other ways to spend your time or however you're wrestling with it, intercession can be a huge way to drive you into daily prayer. Like maybe start your time with the Lord with just everything on your heart. I pray for my family. I pray for my wife. I pray for my kids. I pray for my church whatever it is that's on your heart, because that can allow you to then really be present with the Lord. Yeah. I love that dude. Yeah. If you're in the car for 20 minutes, yes. you could pray an intercessory rosary to like end abortion to, for the salvation yes. of souls to change your loved one's heart. And that's so, not just a passing yeah. of the time. There's, there's like real activity. And sometimes we can just think, well, that's a secondary thing. You know, it's like, no, if we don't have intercession, love that. mission's impossible. I love it. Jeez. Yep. Okay. I guess I won't be listening to every day Sunday in the car. Now I got to pray my rosary. Um, that's exactly what my mission momentum for the week is uh, if you don't have a daily prayer life, start one. Like say, I'm going to pray for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. And then whoever is in your life that you're close to, that you want to have a daily prayer life, ask them to have a daily prayer life. It wouldn't be that weird if you said to your best friend or to your roommate or to your spouse, like, hey, I think we should pray every day. What if we start reading the daily scriptures together? Or what if we pray a rosary together every day? Or how about, can you keep, can we keep each other accountable to pray every day that I'm going to pray each day? And at the end of the day, let's just check in to say, did you get your prayer in today? There's nothing more challenging when my own wife is like, Hey, um, have you been praying? I'm like, you see my every move (laughs) and you're calling me out. (laughs) And so there's something powerful about uh, asking a friend to pray with you. You. Um, I like to ask people, honestly, who um, don't have a, sp- a deep spiritual life, I like to call them with my with my intentions and ask them to intercede for me because I'm like, I'm tricking you. Because you love me, you're going to pray you for me. Pray. So I'll call them up. And even though I know they're not going to mass on Sunday or everybody, like, hey, I'm, I'm going through this. Would you mind praying for me through this? Or would you mind praying for this? And they, no one's ever said, no, no, I'm not going like it just, it, because it invites him into the, 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 the call to prayer. Yeah. They also reap what they sow. So, right. We teach that in mission support raising all the time, but also in intercession, like them praying for you when the Lord brings that grace into your life. Yes. It comes to them Thank too. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. We are bringing our show to a close. I hope this was edifying. Before we close, we want to remind you that mission, mission makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> Get it? Cause we throw two cents in yeah. and then we talk about mission. That's why it's You funny. guys are going to start catching on how funny we are sooner or later. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where Encounter meets mission. We hope that you become an everyday missionary uh, because people need an encounter with Jesus Christ. Join us next week. If this show blessed you, share it with someone else so that they also understand the importance of everyday prayer. God bless.